Welcome to the Real Talk with Dana podcast. I'm your host, Dana Monsi's licensed dietitian, nutritionist, and body image coach. On this show, you'll learn how to listen to and trust your body instead of trying to control it. We'll dig into the healing power of nutrition from a non-diet, weight-inclusive, health-at-every-size approach. My guests and I will guide you through how to heal from digestive issues and hormonal imbalances, all while making peace with food and your body without obsession or restriction. Hey friends, and welcome back to the Real Talk with Dana podcast. We're in a new month, which means we have a new theme to be talking about. So this month, we are going to be digging into all things gut health and healing from the inside out, but of course, from a non-diet neutral nutrition approach. So this week, I wanted to start out by talking about some questions around the most popular gut supportive supplements and nutrients that you'll hear about, including probiotics, prebiotics, mucosal support, and immune gut support, including a lot of the most common myths about those nutrients and products. And to talk about this, I invited back Tina Anderson, who is a co-founder and CEO of Just Thrive Health which is one of the brands that I always trust and recommend for my own clients and for myself as well. So Tina's background is really interesting because she actually used to work in the pharmaceutical industry, became really frustrated by many of the abuses that she was seeing over there. So she switched to working in natural health, disease prevention, and health maintenance. So gut health products on the market are everywhere. So Tina and I have talked about before and today how she knows how that most of the probiotics on the market don't work. So we're going to start off busting some of the top gut health and probiotic myths for you guys today. And if you do want to try some of the gut health products we're discussing in today's episode, you can get 15% off your order at justthrivehealth.com with coupon code DANA. Thank you for coming on again. It's so nice to have you back on the podcast. So just a little intro in case we have new people and new perspectives and everything coming in since you were last on the show about, I think, a little more than a year and a half ago or like just about that time. Tell the listeners a little bit more about you and your story and what led you to want to focus on gut health specifically in your business. Yeah, thanks. Well, Dana, I'm excited to be here and excited to be back in front of your audience. So thank you. Um, Yeah, you know, I have a very interesting journey. I actually started out as an attorney. I was in litigation for many years. And then just from the desire to want to spend more time at home with my kids, I I became a mom and um, I decided to go into a more corporate setting in the pharmaceutical industry where I was corporate counsel for a uh, smaller family pharmaceutical company. And um, while I was in there and I was in the same business with my husband and we both were like, this is great. We're, we're helping people every day. You know, we're delivering these life-saving medications to people. But then after years of being in the industry, we really started to see a lot of the abuses. Um, we saw the overprescribing of drugs. We really saw this like, um, almost approach of just treatment. Nobody was focusing on prevention. No one was focusing on maintaining health or preventing disease. It was more just treating what was coming up. And, and we saw it with a lot of our own relatives. You know, we saw one relative who started on one pharmaceutical and before you know it, six months later, she was on a dozen different medications and never getting better. You know, it's like the, the stomach medication caused joint pain and then the joint pain caused a skin rash. And it was like literally every, it was a domino effect, but in the wrong way. And so 
Um, we're very deep thinkers, my husband and I. We uh, read a lot of Norman Vincent Peale, Wayne Dyer, and lots of those types of books. And um, I just, we knew we weren't doing our life's work. Um, and I, I always encourage people to really try to find something that they love to do because it really does make a difference in your overall happiness and life. And so that's a whole other subject, but through kind of being at the right place at the right time. And one of my husband's colleagues, we were able to um, get the exclusive rights to these really, really researched and um, incredible probiotic strains. And from there, um, Just Thrive Probiotic was born, and it's literally been the most gratifying career journey I've ever been on. And we have, um, this was shortly after the Human Microbiome Project was launched by the National Institutes of Health. So we learned, my God, we just were immersed in research and data and, and learning about how important, how critically important gut health was. And it was really exciting to bring a very different story to the market. Uh, we were definitely disruptors in the market and uh, nobody told me how difficult that would be, but it's also been so much fun. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I've been a fan of you guys for years, but so, okay, so it's interesting because, and we've seen this, I know you've seen this going to like many trade shows and everything like this. There are always, you know, themes and trends within the food and the supplement industries and like superfoods and everything like that over the years. So it's interesting to see when gut health, you know, quote unquote, became a trend a couple of years ago. And then it was like, suddenly there are probiotics in chips and protein bars and every single food you can imagine, right? And then the number of probiotics and prebiotics companies exploded, right? So gut health products are everywhere. And, you know, they, they've kind of like proliferated every single space in the health world that's imaginable. So you've talked about a little bit before that you believe a lot of the probiotics on the market just flat out don't work or they could even, you know, not do the best things for people. So when you say they don't work, what do you mean? And then how can brands just like get away with this? <laughs> right, right. Well, it's interesting because I don't feel like any of the brands purposely tried to deceive people. I mean, basically what happened was most of these probiotics that are on the market today that are made up of, made up of lactobacillus and bifidobacterium were actually formulated before the Human Microbiome Project was launched by the National Institutes of Health. And so this is why so many, it was what we knew. It's, they're all based on old science, what we used to know about the microbiome. And so this project came out, told us more about the microbiome, told us more about what things will actually trigger the, you know, um, something to work, a therapy to actually work. And so um, I, I don't feel, I think now it's kind of bad that they're still on the market because they know that most probiotics are not surviving. Most of their strains are dead on arrival. And one of the big things, one of the biggest, most basic takeaways from the Human Microbiome Project is that just the definition of a probiotic is that it needs to arrive alive in the intestines and confer a benefit onto the host. The body. So basically the probiotics need to arrive alive and the majority of probiotics die before they ever get to the intestines. Um, we know this because it's been studied. Everything we do is based on studies and research and by independent third party labs. Um, and so, you know, and it's interesting that you say that about the you know, trends, because that is one of the things we very, very vehemently pride ourselves on is that we just don't bring, we're not interested in being a hundred plus supplement company or, or jump, jumping on the latest trends. 
we really pride ourselves in only bringing products that are needed in the market and missing in the market. And we were truly the first probiotic company out there to bring these bacillus spores to the market. Um, nobody else had done this. And we were literally, I mean, I can't tell you the amount of health food stores that would hang up on me. Like, that's crazy. What are you talking about? Why don't you have lactobacillus <laughs> and bifidobacterium? And now it's like, now it's a whole different story. Now people are advertising that they're spore-based probiotic. So it's been fun to be a disruptor, but I'll tell you what, it was hard. It was really, really hard. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so people, you heard it here first. There will no be no protein bars or chips with probiotics coming out from Just Thrive anytime right. soon. <laughs> right. Well, okay, let me explain. <laughs> let me, there might be, be, no, I mean, there, we really have no plans to do that at all. <laughs> but th that's one of the biggest problems is most probiotics on strain that, are, that you're, or, sorry, most probiotic strains that are on the market are made, they are in these foods that are lactobacillus and bifidobacterium strains that are dying before they even get to the shelves, you know? I mean, so it, it's like, we would maybe do a food that had the spores in it because the spores would survive the manufacturing of a product bar. But yeah, no, we don't have any immediate plans at all of that, so. Right, well, so here's a question that I'm sure you guys get a lot. Um, so about the viability of the strains and the spores and everything, I know a lot of people have a lot of questions or maybe just like one question is like, do I need the products to be refrigerated when I get it? Are there even viable organisms in a product if it's not refrigerated? Yeah, that's a great question. That is one of the biggest myths in the industry is that, oh, in order to be a good probiotic, it needs to be refrigerated. And that actually couldn't be further from the truth because if a probiotic needs to be refrigerated, it means those strains are so sensitive that they can't even withstand the room temperature of the store shelf. That bottle can't even sit on the room temperature in the, on the store shelf at room temperature, it would die. And so how in the world would it ever survive? Even if you, you know, brought it home from the refrigerator in a cooler and brought it back to your own home into your own refrigerator and then took it, how would it ever survive your body temperature, which is much <laughs> or your stomach warmer. acid? <laughs> yes, and then much less your stomach acid. Exactly. So, and the answer is they don't. I mean, the overwhelming majority of probiotic strains on the market are dying before they ever get to the intestines. Oh, so disappointing. This is why, quote, just take a probiotic isn't going to solve all your health issues, or one of the reasons why that's not going to solve all your health issues. Right. Absolutely. You need it. You definitely, but I am always happy when somebody goes to any probiotic just because at least they're going in the right direction and they're getting away from the pharma model of treatment, treatment, treatment. And so at least they're doing, they're starting and then hopefully they will dig deeper and wonder, well, why isn't this really working? And then start to find, you know, a more effective research probiotic. Yeah, definitely. Or even sometimes, you know, um, not the Just Thrive probiotic because I've never had this experience either personally or with any of my clients, but sometimes clients will come to me and they're like, oh, you know, I've been taking this, you know, whatever it is, tried to go find a probiotic and they're like, hmm, actually... I'm noticing a lot of adverse effects from this and not just the, you know, the first like week or two of re-inoculation of what they're going through, which can sometimes happen, you know, like a little bit of gas, a little bit of bloating, like bowel movements might change a little bit when you're introducing these new strains or in new amounts, right? But some people will start to notice like, ooh, probiotics aren't doing super well for me. And so then it's like, okay, well, maybe it's not the probiotic. It's something going on deeper in your gut that we need to investigate here. 
Absolutely. And that's particularly true with people with SIBO who have the small intestinal bacterial overgrowth in their small intestine is that most of the time, most probiotics on the market would actually make the problem of SIBO worse. So um, yeah, we see that all the time. And, um, and a lot of times people will have histamine reactions to it because a lot of the probiotic strains produce histamines and ours do not. So um, the spores are very, very different approach. Mm-hmm. Cool. So yeah, can you talk a little bit more for the listeners about spore-based, soil-based probiotics or sure. versus soil-based? Yeah. So spore-based probiotics are a completely different category. And what that means is that they have this endospore shell around itself. And it's this hard armor-like shell. And I don't, I'm not talking about the capsule. I'm talking about the actual strains. And these spore-based probiotics were actually found by in in the environment, they were found in our soil. Like our ancestors used to consume these on a daily basis when they would eat roots and tubers off the land, they would actually get these spores and they are, they are actually dormant when meaning, you know, they're not live when they're in the soil, they're dormant. They have this spore shell around them. And then when you swallow them and they get through the, the harsh conditions of your stomach, the stomach acid, they go into the intestines and then they take that endospore shell off. And that's when they become live, you know, microorganisms. That's when they become alive and they go into their live vegetative cell state. So it's a very, very um, natural. It's the way we evolved taking these spores. It was just the way we were supposed to take care of our gut microbiome. And, um, and then that's, what's really exciting about them is it's, we're going back to the basics is honestly, most of the time, the most effective thing you can do with a lot of health issues, at least to start. Absolutely. I I could not agree with you more. We need to go back to the basics on so many levels. Um, Okay. So one thing that you mentioned that I want to go into a little bit more is the bacillus species that you use, right? So little primer for people on probiotics, and I have a whole episode on this, so I will link it. But when you're naming a probiotic and trying to find a specific one, like lactobacillus is just the first of three names of that specific gene code, or if that's what you want to call it, right, of the genus of this probiotic. So this one is the Bacillus Indicus HU36 trademarked. So can you talk about that and the science behind it? Yeah, so that strain is really incredible. Um, Bacillus Indicus HU36 um, is an antioxidant producing strain. So this strain actually, once it gets to the intestines, it starts to actually produce alpha and beta carotene, lycopene, lutein, astaxanthin, zeaxanthin, all these incredible antioxidants or carotenoids are being produced right at the site of absorption, like right where they need to be absorbed. Um, so this is the most bioavailable type of antioxidant you're going to be able to get on the market. And and I, I, don't, I know we talked about this on our last podcast um, episode, but we actually have a double-blind human clinical trial on leaky gut with our strains, with our combination of strains, and um, the really profound findings that we could go into, or we, you could you know, have everybody go back to the other episode. But that actually, the researchers believe that that strain, that HU36 strain, was the key to that because the leakiness of the gut is really caused by that oxidative stress. And now we have these antioxidants that are helping combat that oxidative stress that's causing the, you know, leakiness of the gut. So um, that, that is such an amazing strain and uh, really excited, makes such a difference for everybody. Yeah. And we can link to that research in the show notes. And we can also link to the previous podcast in the show notes for all of you other gut health nerds out there like me. 
<laughs> right. <laughs> and like me. Definitely. Okay, so let's talk a little bit more about some of the other myths or myth con- misconceptions about probiotics. So we talked about the refrigerator thing. We talked about spore-based versus soil-based and like just take a probiotic isn't going to fix everything. But what are some of the other common ones you see? Yeah, one of the big ones is that you need a probiotic with like lots of different strains, like 15, 20 different strains in the product. And, you know, we call those the kitchen sink formula, where they just put everything in the kitchen sink um, in their product because they buy cheap strains from, you know, who knows, different countries, and then they put them together. And then what they do is they take all these strains and they put them in one vat and they grow them together. And while they're in there, strains can actually cross-contaminate with each other. So one strain can take over another strain. So that strain that's listed on a label is not even in the product anymore. Or I think even worse is two strains could come together and create a new strain that's not listed on the product label. So it's really scary. A lot of the ingredients that are listed on, you know, probiotics are at the time of manufacture. And so you don't really know what's always in your product unless it's DNA verified. So it's really important to make sure your product is DNA verified. And um, there was a study that UC Davis did a few years back, and they actually took, they focused on children's probiotics and they found only one. So 15 out of the 16 did not meet label claims. So they were literally products, strains in there that were not listed on the label. And then there were literally strains that were listed on the label that were not in the product. So um, it's really, really scary that a lot of these companies are taking this whole approach of like getting 20 different strains in a product or 15 different strains in a product, and then they grow them all together in a vat. So don't get caught. We do need a diverse microbiome. That is a really important, it's, it's, I mean, most experts would all agree that the most important thing to have a healthy microbiome is having a diverse microbiome. You don't get a diverse microbiome by taking a product with 15, 20 different strains. It's like throwing a penny in a huge pool that's filled with quarters. It's not gonna make any difference by doing that. What you need, there are other ways that you create diversity by reconditioning the gut and, and getting you know, rid of pathogenic bacteria and, and eating diverse groups of foods. There's lots of different ways, but don't get caught up on that. So it's really scary. I just would always make sure that people get, you know, don't get caught up in the 15 different strains, focus on strains that are actually making a true change in the gut and have the research behind it. Um, and then of course the other, one of my other favorite myths is, you know, a probiotic with 50 billion cells is better than, you know, one with 4 billion cells or, you know, one that now they have some that are 250 billion cells and, um, that couldn't be further from the truth. I mean, there's no evidence that shows more is better. Companies put all these crazy numbers in there, you know, a lot of times for marketing, a lot of times just cause they know that they're all dying before they ever get to the intestines. So um, you know, I wouldn't get caught up in that. What's important to know is those, whatever amount, whether it's 3 billion or 10 billion, whatever that number is, what are they doing? What studies does that company have showing that they're actually making a change in the gut flora? Um, for example, one of the first studies that we did when we launched was we did a gut model study. And we, after two weeks, it, these strains showed a 30% favorable shift in the microbiome. I mean, that's profound, a 30% favorable shift only after two weeks of the product and, or of the strain. And they, they saw this incredible you know, shift in the microbiome. So it's, it's a pretty, it's really important that you don't get caught up in the numbers, but you just more, what is the function of the strains that are in the product? So don't get caught up with 50, get caught up with 50 billion 
refrigeration, lots of different strains. Those are really marketing tools more than anything. And, and the sad thing is, well, the good news is you start to hear doctors talk about probiotics so much more than you ever did 10 years ago. So that's the good news. The bad news is I have so many people, friends and family members say, well, my doctor told me to make sure I take one in the refrigerator. So they're just a little behind the times. You know, a lot of the more conventional allopathic doctors that are out there are just a little bit behind the times as far as you know, what is really a truly good probiotic. Um, the refrigeration thing is, is just really one of the biggest myths out there. Jeez. So it sounds like for a recap for people, <laughs> you could be buying something that is in the refrigerated section with the best of intentions, trying to get a high strain probiotic because you're like, yeah, more is definitely better, right? I want to re-inoculate my whole gut. So you're going for like 250 billion organisms. They're already dead before they hit the shelves. There are four... 249 untested organisms in there that like, or there's other ones that you don't even know. This is always why it's always so, so important. I always reiterate this with my clients is to make sure whenever you're buying any kind of supplements, you always want to get something that is independent third-party tested that has research behind it and the most bioavailable form and everything like that. So you know that what is on the label is what you're actually taking, especially if you're getting it through, you know, a practitioner or something and they're like, okay, we want you to take a vitamin D3 with K2 because it's the most absorbable form that you can get it into, you know, whatever. And then if you go to CVS or Walgreens or whatever, and you just pick up like a random vitamin D3, it's not actually going to have the effect that your clinician wanted you to have. Right. And then, yes, exactly. I could not agree with you more. Okay. Pause. Time to take a little bit of a break to talk about today's sponsor, Just Thrive. So here's the thing. I wanted to focus on gut health this month because one, 80 to 90% of Americans suffer with some kind of gut issue and two, 80% of your immune system is in your gut. And you know from listening to this podcast that doing elimination diets alone will not fix all of your gut health woes and can make them even worse in the long term, especially when we take the stress around how elimination diets and an all or nothing mentality can negatively impact your relationship with food. And we know that stress greatly affects your gut health. So one of the non-diet things that you can do to help with gut health is starting out with some supplements, of course, with the help and guidance of a qualified healthcare practitioner. And you do wanna make sure that those supplements you're using are doing some independent third-party testing for quality, potency, and purity, which is why I like and trust Just Thrive. So Just Thrive makes the first spore-based probiotic and antioxidant supplement available on the retail market that arrives 100% alive to your intestines and it doesn't have to be refrigerated, which is good because now you know from the episode today that they wouldn't even survive your body temperature if they do have to be refrigerated. Just Thrive has an entire line of gut supportive products, including probiotics, prebiotics, mucosal and immune support, digestive enzymes, and even UTI support. And their products have more clinical research than any other products on the market. So all of the Just Thrive formulations are natural, non-GMO, and made without any of the top dietary allergens or histamines, which is obviously important to me as someone who has celiac, but also for the clients that I work with because if you have any kind of food sensitivities or leaky gut, food intolerances, and are working on your gut health because of it, 
you wanna make sure that the supplements you're taking to help with your gut health aren't actually giving you more gut issues, which is more common than you might think. So if for some reason you're not interested in feeling better and getting out of burnout or making your gut issues start to go away, improve your immune health, having clearer skin, I don't know, be my guest. But if you do wanna get back to feeling great by helping your gut out, go check out Just Thrive's Gut Supportive Products and don't forget to use the code DANA for 15% off your order because hello, free money. And uh, as always, make sure you are working with a licensed practitioner before you start taking any kind of supplements. Oh man. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> beyond probiotics, I want to talk about another super important component of gut health, which might sound kind of gross to people. And you're gonna be like, ew, why are we talking about this? But we're going to talk about mucus. Um, <laughs> so could you talk a little bit more, Tina, about the mucosal barrier and why it's so important to our gut health? Yeah. So Mucus is so important. Who would have not thought, you know? So, and it's really such a critical part of our microbiome, of our health. I mean, basically um, the mucus, the mucosal layer seals the intestinal wall. It's, it's what seals our intestinal wall. So we want to make sure that nothing is seeping in from our gut into our bloodstream. It's, you know, it's almost like, that's almost like inside and outside of the body. And it's interesting because people think that like, oh, skin is so large. I mean, skin is like two square meters um, of surface area, basically in our body, on our body, where mucosal, mucosa is like the mucosal layer is 400 square meters. So it's 4,000 square feet of mucosal in our, in our body. So it's really, really important to help protect that intestinal barrier. Um, and, you know, it's really, really good for, you know, those with like have long-term, we have to make sure we protect it for people who have long-term chronic inflammation and digestive problems and things like allergies, asthma, food intolerances, and all of that. So, you know, mucosal is a very, very good thing that we should be taking care of. And it's such a, it does sound like such a gross thing, but it's really, really important. Mucus is good. Well, you know, you mentioned skin health also. A lot of the time when I'm speaking to clients, a really big indicator that they might be having some, whether it's gut issues, an imbalance of probiotics, some kind of overgrowth of something, lack of prebiotics, or if there's a imbalance or some kind of damage or permeability to the mucosal barrier, a lot of the times the first place it'll show up is not only in food sensitivities and stuff and digestive stuff, but also in the skin. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I always tell people, you know, I mean, that's what's so incredible about gut health. And I love that you focus on gut health so much because this is where health starts or it ends. I mean, it's really where we need to start when we're on a journey to better health is our gut. I mean, because like you said, you see it in your skin, but people who have anxiety and depression, it, it very well stems from a imbalance in your gut, you know, heart disease, cancer, diabetes, Alzheimer's, dementia, you know, getting sick all the time all of those things, of course, allergies, autoimmune issues, like you mentioned, it's, it's really hard to find any health condition that does not stem imbalance in your gut. And it's really hard for people to get their head around that. And I mean, you do such a good job of explaining that to people. And, but I, it's always worth repeating because we have to remember we are 10 times more bacterial than we are human. And that can't be overstated enough because we have to be taking care of our microorganisms. And the scary thing is we are more microorganisms than we are human. And yet, you know, we live in a very antimicrobial world. You know, we're living in this world where, you know, you just 
you you are like your microbes are being attacked. You know, the antimicrobials, um, you know, the hand sanitizers, the cleaning products, or antibacterial cleaning products. There was a study that came out that showed that households that use you know, the type of cleaning products that say kills 99.99% of the bacteria actually had children with a higher incidence of allergies and um, different kinds of autoimmune issues. So, um, you know, obviously antibiotics that we take, antibiotics in our food, um, glyphosate, the active ingredient Roundup, the toxins we're living in, these are all wreaking havoc on our gut on a daily basis. And, and yet it's our microbes that are just dictating our health. So it's critically important to be taking care of our, our gut health. But yes, you're absolutely right about skin health. Um, it almost always stems from a problem in your gut. I always tell people, go ahead and take some type of, you know, cream or put some type of cream that's going to soothe it or do, you know, other things that you may want to do, but you need to address the gut when you have skin rashes, skin issues of any sort. Right, especially because those skin issues are coming from somewhere, right? And just putting a topical cream on something isn't solving the root cause of where that stuff is coming from. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, I usually tell, I mean, most people, if you're having some kind of like pesky symptoms that won't go away, you know, no matter what category it is, or if you've got obviously autoimmune disease or chronic illness, chronic symptom management, any kind of that stuff, you can usually use like a little bit of a gut tune-up, but also a reminder for people, and this is what we talk about a lot in this podcast, is it doesn't have to be in an all or nothing way, right? It doesn't have to be, oh, gut healing elimination diet protocol plus 20 different supplements or bust or my gut is never going to get better, right? You can take small steps to add things in, see what might not be working with your system and switching things around without eliminating every single potentially inflammatory food out there. Well, absolutely. And I'm glad you brought that up because when I was talking about diversity, diversity is one of the hallmarks of a healthy gut. And the worst thing we could be doing is eliminating foods. I mean, we need to be introducing different kinds of foods. We we tell people all the time, go to ethnic grocery stores, find different types of roots and tubers and vegetables just to eat, just to try to find, you know, eat seasonally, eat fruits that are seasonal, but try, I mean, the more you introduce different types of foods, the more you're going to help the diversity of your microbiome, which will eventually help you tolerate more foods anyway. So, and, and if you have a food allergy, you know, that means that you have an imbalance in your gut. You know, it's not like you and I understand if you have a food allergy, you you know, if you have a debilitating food allergy, I certainly don't want people to start eating foods that are going to make <laughs> yeah, them <no. laughs> sick. But, but I mean, if you could bear with it and start healing your gut and start slowly introducing those foods, your gut's going to be better off for it. Right. So like more with like a food intolerance or a food sensitivity or something like that. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. All right. Well, so speaking of like immune reactions and everything like that. I want to talk more about the connection between gut health and immune health and how supporting your gut health can also help support your immune health. So interesting thing for people to keep in mind here, and I will put this in the show notes, there's a study that has just come out and there are more studies that are coming out about this that are showing ties between the gut microbiota composition and susceptibility to COVID-19. And basically what they're showing is our microbiota balance in our gut plays a huge, huge role in our immunity, not just for COVID-19, but for, you know, everything, right? So in addition to probiotics and prebiotics and mucosal support that we've been talking about, what are some other ways that people can start supporting their immune health by supporting their gut health? 
Yeah. Well, I'm glad you brought that up because really, I mean, that with, with since March, we've been talking about this because that's where we've always been talking about this, that your gut, 80% of your immune system is found in your gut. And so it's really, really important that we focus on our gut health when we're dealing with our immune system. Um, you know, we know that we have to build resilience with our immune system, and that is really the key. And it's, it's our immune system, I mean, it's our gut that signals to our immune system. So before you do anything else, you know, you could take all the vitamin C, all the vitamin D, which are all really great things to be taking right now with COVID-19 or with any other type of, you know, virus that's out there. But we need to make sure that our gut is as healthy as possible because it's our gut that actually signals the immune system to react. So there's actually quite a few studies on this topic, which it's fascinating. They took um, a no-biotic mouse, so like a sterile mouse and mice, and they they took them and they gave them, they injected them. With, you know, they had everything else was functioning. All of their other immune cells were functioning, um, or, or were were present. I don't know. They weren't functioning. They were present in the mice and they injected them with a virus and not COVID-19, just a virus. And the immune system sat there and did nothing because immune system does not react until you actually have the immune system, the, the gut microbes signaling to the immune system. So um, I, I cannot emphasize enough that people focus really on the health of their gut so that their immune system could actually just first and foremost react. And then of course, you know, you take your other supplements that you want to take. And then, you know, we created a very unique immune product called, we created Immunity Plus and it has really unique ingredients that we really focused on for immune health that, you know, we didn't do the vitamin C, vitamin D. We really pride ourselves in not bringing products that are, you know, just readily available or not needed in the market. But we, um, we had selenium, zinc, um, uh, a pomegranate extract, echinacea, and epicor, all these really, really unique um, like types of ingredients that would actually activate the immune, help activate the immune system, and then actually have the, and, and contain like any type of virus. So it's a really, I mean, you know, that's the idea that these, these, um, I'm, not, I'm not saying it would absolutely do that, but it's basically, um, it's surveillance and containment of any type of infection going on, and then the elimination and help cleaning them, cleaning it up. So uh, really, really thought out formulation that Quran, our microbiologist was behind and um, really exciting to have that. But I always tell everybody that you could take all the vitamin C, you could take all the vitamin D, all the zinc you want, but if your gut is not 100% healthy, it's gonna have difficulty sending those signals to your immune system. And if you're not absorbing it, doesn't matter. Right, absolutely, <laughs> yeah, that's the other making expensive pee. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. That's what I always tell the people too, if like, if you are taking, you know, for whether it's come from a practitioner or you're just like, all right, it's winter time, it's cold and flu season, gotta take my echinacea, my vitamin D, my vitamin C. If you're not noticing any difference, it could be that your body is just, whether it's deficient in digestive enzymes or your gut mucosal barrier isn't intact, or there's some kind of imbalance of pre and probiotics that aren't allowing you to absorb those things, time to do a gut checkup. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, that's the most important thing. People could eat all the broccoli and clean, you know, the kale and everything else, but you need to make sure that your gut is in check so that it absorbs those nutrients. Because if you have infl inflammation in your gut, it's not absorbing the nutrients. And then worse yet, if you have leaky gut, all that, you know, clean organic broccoli or, you know, spinach that you're eating, 
it doesn't belong in in your bloodstream and, and that's what ends up happening if you have a leaky gut or if you're not absorbing the nutrients it, it's counterproductive yep and then we start having reactive immunity which is never good so speaking of that let's talk a little bit more about immunoglobulins and how they play into this gut um, immune health situation so can you tell the listeners a little bit more about like what are immunoglobulins and what do they do yeah so immunoglobulins are antibodies. So immunoglobulin G is like most common antibody that you're going to find in your body. And the job of immunoglobulins is to bind and neutralize toxins or invaders that come into your body. So um, most of the IgG is found in your gut. And so they basically will find and bind and neutralize these toxins, and then your body will safely remove them. And so that's a really, really important aspect in your immune health because you want less viral load, you want less viruses. So let's say, you know, you have, you have, you know, you got some type of virus, your body is better able to fight it if it's not fighting off a whole bunch of other different types of viruses. We're being, we're faced with viruses on a daily basis, you know, all day long, we're, we're faced with things like that. So um, the IgG is basically an immunoglobulin G and its job in the body is to bind and neutralize toxins and then your body safely removes them. And so we came out with an ultimate IgG product that we actually discovered while we were meeting with a whole bunch of HIV researchers that invited us to a conference um, to speak at for our probiotic because they saw what it did to the leakiness of the gut. And that's where we learned about the IgG from another company. And um, we were able to collaborate with them together and bring this literally like life-changing product. I know this was the other product that I was adamant about everybody in my family getting on, you know, back in March. Cause I'm like, you need to make sure you are supporting your immune system a hundred percent because um, it's, you know, you want to lessen the viral load going on. And there's no evidence that I, our IgG would, you know, combat COVID or anything like that. But we do know that what it will do is help. It's a support of the IgG your body's already producing, giving it some more IgG to help bind and neutralize those toxins and help, you know, rid the body of excess toxins in the body. Love that. And science behind that is super, super cool. So a question here, or something to keep in mind for people too, is that, just like inflammation, right? Like inflammation becomes very demonized and like, oh my God, anti-inflammatory everything. But like inflammation is actually very life-saving, right? It can help heal your body, right? So yes. inflammation is not always a problem. In a similar light, the immune system can be a problem if it's underreacting, right? Which means more susceptibility to illness, which is where the IgG would come in, right? But it can also be a problem if it's an overreaction, right? Like that's what we call autoimmunity. So can you talk a little bit more about how immunoglobulins and like IgG would fit into both of those situations or not fit into both of those situations? Yeah, no, it would fit into both of those situations because it's basically effectively like neutralizing free radicals so the cells can flourish. So we need to have that flourishing of the cells. And then, you know, it's binding to all these environmental toxins and, you know, allowing the immune system to get rid of all of the excess toxins. So it's going to be helpful in both of those types of situations. Awesome. If you guys can't tell, I'm super into this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I love talking about this. <laughs> Me too. Me too. I get so excited because we, you know, like I said, we don't bring things that are trendy. We bring things that are really research-based and needed in the market. And it's, it's just been super fun to see what it's done for people. And, um, and especially nowadays, you know, it just makes me feel 
so, you know, I, like, I feel like I'm really making a difference right now and helping people support their, um, their immune system, but then just their overall health and well-being. Yeah, well, gut health can really be a game changer, which is why, in addition to me just like loving the science behind it and helping people figure things out, it's why it's something that I really love to focus on in my practice. Because a lot of the time when you see people that have gone to allopathic doctors and even, you know, naturopathic doctors all over the place, and they're like, I have this cluster of symptoms that I just cannot seem to get rid of. And it's like, okay, well, let's start with the basics. Let's check out the gut. Let's check out your stress. How is your relationship with food in your body, which is a major source of stress and potentially preventing you from getting to that long-term health, right? All of those things. And then all of these puzzle pieces start to click and it's like, ooh, the gut actually was playing a really big role in this. And my stress was playing a really big role in my gut health and all this other stuff too. I just love it. Yeah, no, I love that too. And I'm glad you brought that up too, because lifestyle, I always say is such a huge aspect of your gut health. And, you know, people think it's woo woo and they think that's not really effective. And it really is. I mean, when you start changing your lifestyle and eliminating stress or drastically reducing stress, you start to see improved gut health. I mean, there's the communication superhighway between your gut and your brain. And you know, there's a reason why you have butterflies in your stomach when you're feeling nervous or you're excited about something. And so um, th there is true communication going on between your gut and your brain. And um, we see that all the time. We see people who say, my God, like, I feel like I have a better mood since I started taking this. And I'm like, you know, who would have thought that that would have, you know, helped your mood, but it really does. And so, but stress is really, really a problem for every aspect of our overall health. And so I would always encourage people to just eliminate or drastically reduce the bigger stressors in your life because it's not serving you and it's certainly not serving your health. Right. And being realistic about it as much as you can, right? We cannot eliminate the fact that we are living through a global pandemic and that the world is on fire and all of these other things are happening, but they're all things that we can do to try and manage or, you know, deal with the amount of stress that we're internalizing and how that's manifesting in our bodies. That's right. Absolutely. Oh man. Okay. Well, I want to switch gears a little bit unrelated to gut stuff. Um, this is something that I've been loving asking my guests lately. Could you share something with the listeners that you have loved to help pass the time over this past year? Could be a great book series or TV series that you loved, a movie or some maybe like craft that you've been doing? Yeah. Um, you know, it's interesting. I, I mean, I'm not a TV watcher. I never have been a TV watcher. And I, for the first time in my life, um, <laughs> become a TV watcher. But um, I did watch um, Heart of Dixie, which was really fun. Um, it was a Netflix series. And I really, really enjoyed that. Um, but then I also have really spent so much time with my kids and my kids are older now. I've got a 24 year old, a 22 and an 18 year old. And, and, you know, our, they, my two daughters were college athletes. My son's a high school athlete. And it's like, it was literally like, we're always running in so many different directions. And it just has been the best to be, have more time with them. Cause I was like, Oh, you know, my kids are older now. I'm not going to have them around as much. And now they've been around a lot more, um, two of them <laughs> live here. Yeah, surprise. And I love it. Oh my God. We were so, we were, my husband and I cried so hard when they left for college. So it was like, we were so happy to have them home. And honestly, that's what we've been spending a lot of time, you know, doing is with each other, which has been such a bonus. I can't even tell you. Awesome. That's amazing. Um, well, this has been super fun. I have loved nerding out with you about all of this stuff. So if people want to find out more about you, Tina, where can they find you? 
Um, JustThriveHealth.com is our website. That's probably the best. And we have so much great research, great blogs, lots of information on there. Um, or Just Thrive Health on Instagram. But JustThriveHealth.com is great. You could always email us or call. Um, we have an amazing team. Every we have the most. That's been the best part about building a company is just building a great team of people. Love all each and every one of them. Awesome. Well, thank you again so much for coming on. Oh, thank you, Dane. I really appreciate the opportunity. Hey there. Thanks for listening to the Real Talk with Dana podcast with me, your host, Dana, obviously. And I just wanted to say you're the best. If you enjoyed the show, please share it with your family and friends. Maybe send a five-star rating and review on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Why would you do that, you ask? Because this helps more people find the show so that we can spread the food and body peace word, break down diet culture, and the unrealistic beauty standards that make us all feel like we need to shrink ourselves with food and exercise in order to be worthy in the world, which sucks. For discussion on the show episodes, if you want to request a guest or ask a question, if you'd like some support, please join the non-diet community on Facebook, which is a free group where you can go get some community and support. I'll see you over there and see you next week.